acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which we gather, the Turbul people of Yagra land, as well as the Woiwurrung people of the Warrantiji land. We recognise their continued connection to the land and waters of this beautiful place and acknowledge that they never ceded sovereignty. We respect all Turbul and Woiwurrung elders and ancestors and any First Nations people here today. I can't take it anymore! Good afternoon, good evening, good day and good morning, Blurtsters, wherever you are around the world. You are listening to the new Blurt. You absolutely are listening to the uh, new Blurt. <clears throat> Hi, I am the Kegster. Uh, host of the New Blurt, and tonight I'm coming to you from Wundjeri Country, Kulin Nation, the Warrior people. Sovereignty was never ceded, always has been, and always will be Aboriginal land. We have a fantastic show for you tonight. We have Wensi in Thailand, and we'll go to that in a very, very short moment. But uh, tonight we're going to talk about a few things happening, actually. We've got, uh, there's, Macca's has been pioneering a burger in Australia, apparently, that's been taking off around uh, America. So we'll just have a little look at that. We might just have a podcast that talks about uh, brain parasites that we refer to on this show quite a few episodes ago. And if I find the episode, I will link it in the show notes when this goes as a potty, unless you are listening to a potty already. Wednesday, obviously, in Thailand. So we will talk about that. We will talk about that and yeah quite a few other things and green they're done that tonight we're talking about new zealand's largest solar farm is just about to be built bit of politics tonight with blurt on politics with wensi being in thailand we thought we might do some thai politics and there's some new zealand stuff going on with their new government over there so i thought we might have a bit of crack at that as well good evening wensi good afternoon mr Yes, coming to you live from Chennai. Beautiful, and um, and yeah, how how is Northern Thailand? Is it just as hot as Vietnam? Uh, yeah, if not hotter, it seems today seems to have been warmer. But when the sun comes out, which is quite often, and it's not cloudy, man, it stings. And oh, when you're walking you're wearing around, you wearing yes, hats. Yes, yes, yeah. definitely wearing hats. Yeah. Slopping on the sunscreen and everything else. So, yeah, but nice. yes, doing doing a lot of kilometres um, of walking every day. So I think I'm up to about six or seven kilometres today, just walking into town. Well, I know what you're like with walking, and for you, that's incredible. Yeah, it beats the the fifty metres I do a day <laughs> when I'm back home. I was going to say, because when, when you were down here and you went for a bit of a walk with us, it was about 7Ks, and we, we do that moderately often. We haven't done it for a little while, actually. But um, you were like, oh, my God. And so, <laughs> so, so six or seven Ks for you, you know, that's quite a bit. Yeah, well, I walk and you, you guys um, uh, canter just about. <laughs> yeah, it is It is true. We do move a bit. Actually, a little bit on that. I was just listening, um, I think it was this week or last week, and they said that uh, fast walkers um, uh, live longer oh, right. and okay. have less chance of getting diabetes. So I thought, oh, good. That, that's a, that's a, yeah, that's a good thing to have on my side. I was quite happy with that. So come um, back to the um to the Asian walkers here because um Thailand, Vietnam, they all walk really slow and it's like, come on, move it, will you? And you just go <laughs> try to zip past them. <laughs> yeah, but but I don't know Thailand at all. I've only ever been there once, I think. And um, I was very, very young, so I don't remember any of it at all. I would I would assume that it's just the sort of place that people are taking their time. They're not they're not rushing around like Mad, yeah, they're not rushing, and not many locals would actually walk because they're smart because it's bloody hot out there. Uh, we're the stupid ones who walk in the heat, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they, they're and that their, is stupid, their, yep, definitely, yep, yeah, yeah, we are stupid, but no, we enjoy it. Um, but yeah, they're, they're quite often just on their motorbikes going from A to B, even if it's just go two blocks, they'll pop on their little mopeds and go down the road and come back. Yeah, and keep out of the sun type thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's, it's bizarre because they're fully covered, so they're, they're, they'll have um, helmets not not compulsory here, by the way, in Chiang Mai. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah they'll, they'll it's hoodie, an option. Yeah. hoodie, long sleeve, um, uh, top trousers or, or um, jumpers and, and tracksuit pants. 
And here I am in shorts and t-shirt going, what the, this is so fucking hot. <laughs> I know. making me hot just looking at you. I remember, I, I remember vividly when I was in Singapore years ago, I remember it and I was walking around the same. I was in shorts and t-shirt, just sweating out of every orifice. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, and people walking around in suits, not even raising a sweat. Yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah, you know, it's, it's the old thing, isn't it? It's what you get used to. So, mm. you know, yeah. right. one thing I did want to mention, uh, next week will be our last show for the year, be our usual sort of traditional Christmas show that uh, we do. So hopefully uh, you can join us online for that one. Or if you don't, um, pick it up during the Christmas break and uh, have a listen to that. We'll talk about, well, we'll probably talk about Christmas in Thailand, but probably do a little bit of a referral to Christmas um, around the world as well. Uh, we just figure that it's probably better for Wentzy because it's quite quite hard for Wentzy to to get ready for the show, etc. when he's yeah, out he there is. enjoying himself, <laughs> etc. And the and the time zone and, and all the rest of it. So we thought next week would probably be a good time to wind up. Yes. Just talking about that, a couple of things that were happening this week. Now, I've been remiss of me, so I need to do this because there's no point having the theme if you're not going to use the theme so here we go work around the world around the world around the world i changed the name of this segment just so we can play that song work around the world around the world around the world so far we haven't been copyrighted thank goodness for that no, no. Well, as long as we we talk through it enough, we should be okay. I think exactly. But, um, right. You know, a couple of things I wanted to yeah, a couple of things I wanted to mention. Uh, uh, all all medical, all medical. One is that a good friend, good friend of the show, who's never been on, but obviously we love him. Uh, Jimmy Barnes is in hospital, and oh, no. um, if you don't know, and if you don't know who Jimmy Barnes is, he was the front man of Cold Chisel for a very long time, and he's been solo. Uh, artist for a very long time he sold millions of albums blah 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 but he's also quite an activist on quite a few social issues as well so it's sort of like you've got angry anderson and jimmy barnes next to each other and never the twain shall meet because mm. angry's so far one way and jimmy's probably just as far the other way type thing he's very mm. as i say socially aware, socially conscious he's had to cancel his upcoming shows because he just uh got basically sort of overnight to a certain extent bacterial pneumonia oh, shit. and yeah no it's not he, he's been receiving intravenous antibiotics for the last 36 hours and apparently he should make a full recovery be all ready to go because he's meant to be in the in umia to play the rock the boat 2023 and oh, okay. some of the other players in that uh show will be um Daryl Braithwaite, Black Sorrows, and John Stevens. So, not a bad bill, you know. Yeah. Um, and when 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 did you to be there? Yeah, I'm just having a look at that. Uh, the festival in Southern Victoria on Saturday. Yeah. Okay. So, he. I don't. Yeah. Okay. So let me just check something out there. Uh, blah, blah, blah. So yeah. So I don't think he's going to be on that cruise one. He had to cancel that one, but he. Um, he's expected to make a full recovery in time to perform live by the sea in Torquay. The festival Ooh. in Southern Victoria on Saturday also features The Living End, Birds of Tokyo, Pete Murray, Casey Chambers, plus Mahalia Barnes and The Soulmates. So that is a really good bill. That's, like yeah, definitely one to have a look at. Anyway, he said that it was um, caused by Streptococcus uh, pneumoniae. Uh, Basically, pneumococcal, uh, pneumococcal bacteria, as we know, it's one of the worst types of pneumonia you can get, unfortunately. It can be life-threatening for babies, etc. But as I say, he's been taking a lot of antibiotics. He's meant to take a, make a full recovery. And, um, and apparently, uh, apparently he got this because he's had niggling back and hip issues for years. But the thing suddenly got worse. And over the last weeks, so I'm now in constant severe pain. He said, I think he said he received this after, yeah, he said he had hip and back surgery late last year, which he endured weeks of bed rest. So sometimes when those things happen, you can get pneumonia after it type thing. Um, so I guess your immune system's low. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So hopefully with a bit of luck there, um, he should be good to go and the people in Victoria can uh, 
enjoy that concert, which looks Ooh. really, really cool. Also, I, I alluded to it at the top of the, the show, McDonald's to introduce new burger recipe pioneered in Australia in the US. So that Aussies have been pioneers. Um, yep. So I've just got a tiny little bit here. I'm just going to play. Because uh, uh, that's sort of good. <laughs> see how we go. Might, might not work, but we'll see how we go. Because apparently Wendy's has just come to Australia, I'm understanding. Here's a meal here, a Dave single. That's the kind of basic hamburger. I'm going to see if it's any better. Yeah, we might get into that. And if so, I'll just click it. Yeah, no, that's fine. So apparently Wendy's has just come to Australia, and um, that's what they're... Um, all of these oh basically that's what they're um sort of competing against yeah um and it says here australia's been used yeah australia's been used as a test bed for mcdonald's previously with mccafe launch did you know that it was no, launched no in australia before it was launched worldwide don't really pay attention yeah. much to mcdonald's to be honest uh, australian but... market is similarly no fair enough no good call <laughs> good call i must admit that they actually you can get not a bad coffee but yeah no fair enough too fair enough too um uh, seven years in development the new recipe will see burgers that are moister and the special sauce more abundant the cheese is meltier and surely you're getting hungry now lettuce and onions are fresher and the all-important bun is now shinier and it's a wow. soft brioche we can do it quick fast and safe but it doesn't necessarily taste great so we want to incorporate quality into where we're at. Well, that'll be the first time, told uh, told the paper. So uh, Macca's is making the change as market gets more competitive with the likes of Grilled. Yes, because Grilled is really good. I don't Have know. I, I, used to, I used to eat Grilled, um, but then it started being a bit too inconsistent in quality, oh. at least in Brisbane. Yeah. In Brisbane. Uh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I must admit, where we go, I just... Yeah, really good every time. Okay. Yeah, no, no. We, we stopped and, um, yeah, just didn't like the, yeah, the inconsistency of, of how they came out and it went, nah, no, we'll stop. Yeah, that, yeah no, that, that's, that's fair enough. No, I've been a couple of times now. There's one in uh, Carlton. And uh, the beautiful thing is that there's quite a few, you know, homeless around the area, et cetera, et cetera, and rough sleepers those sort of people they have like sort of donation areas and they donate a certain amount of their product as well uh mm. i think from a profit perspective for the, yeah. for the homeless especially in those areas and i think there's certain uh, certain times of the day uh, there's an area where you can donate basically you know don't donate a burger for a homeless person in the area etc cetera, etc cetera. so i think it's yeah they seem to have some pretty good initiatives down there i i uh, only have the um it's like the fake the fake meat burger and it's really really good i like i like it in fact i'm not eating meat and i like it because uh, it tastes really good so yeah that's a shame that it's not any good at brisbane but that is absolutely fine uh i, I was going to say to you i don't i'm not sure if you know because obviously you're over there and we'll obviously be talking about that in a second but i just wanted to mention that our friend uh, Craig Rucastle, that you and I are big fans of War on Waste, uh, who's, who's done about seven seasons of, I think, and obviously initially Chaser, is apparently the answer to um, the ABC Drive show. I think it's a Drive show or is it the morning show? No, the ABC morning show in Sydney. The show. So I'm um, okay. trying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So th 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 here's the answer. I'm uh, racking my brains to work out what uh, what the question would be because I'm uh, not. Jeopardy, What's the question? <laughs> but um, <laughs> yes, I, I don't know. Well, I mean, it looks like they're diversifying. Look at the ABC are diversifying again. Um, they've branched out and they've gone for an old white guy. Um, mm -hmm. So that's, oh, well, that's different. That's new. Know, Never seen that before. Yeah, yeah. No, they've uh, they, they've really um, uh, they, they've gone as far as they can there, uh, and uh, as diverse as they can. Look, I um, have heard a bit about uh, Sammy Shah, how he left the ABC, etc., and it wasn't, I don't think, on particularly great terms. And it's a shame because 
he's really good. And, and I thought he was really good in the morning. So I don't know what the hell was going on there, but he would have been great for this gig. I mean, admittedly, he's just bought a house, I think, in Victoria somewhere with his uh, new, not wife, but new girlfriend and, and, and hopefully partner for quite a long time. And so maybe he doesn't want to move up to Sydney. And I think Craig's originally from Sydney, I think. Yeah. But yeah, um, sure I think all the Chaser boys are Sydney originally. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're 100% right. Oh, then, yeah. Well, I don't know. Andrew Hansen may be Victorian, but I'm not 100% mm. sure. But it's interesting. So, obviously, the ABC has felt that they need a bit of a revamp um, and they're losing their, their listenership. Um, mm. I mean, because Craig's not super old. I mean, Craig's about our age, about 50 odd, I think. Um, he might be a tad younger, a tad older, but around about the same. Yeah. And. Uh, yeah, they're and he's had good, good success with the War on Waste series and um, by the ABC, so not a bad choice. Um, and we know he's yeah, funny look, and yeah, well, quite serious yeah. as well. So, yeah, he knows his stuff as well. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. Mm. It will be really, really interesting. Now, talking about interesting, you mm. have got some show and tell from I your do. Trip in Thailand, and I am very much looking forward to seeing it. So anyone right. on the anyone on the pod, is there any way that we can get a link to the pictures? Maybe not. Correct. Yes, I will right. be able to. Um, oh, I have nice. done it in the Excellent. past. I have nice. done it in the past. So I will do it for, for this. Oh, fantastic. Episode, of course. That's great. Um, of course, uh, temples, 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 temples uh, everywhere around Thailand. And that's no different here in Chiang Mai. Last 20, um, but we're forging on. So, yeah, just about to talk about a uh, lady had a parasite in her head in an episode earlier. And there was a podcast I just listened to that extrapolated on that. Um, and if you're interested. So, all, yeah, so there was a little while follow. ago, we uh, actually, Wincy did. He spoke about a, uh, I think it was a young, oh, I think she was, I don't know, it was a lady. She was anywhere between 40 and 60. I can't remember her age. But anyway, she had a brain parasite and she picked it up in Queensland. And the reason she picked it up was because um, of carpet python, uh, carpet python feces, because up there, there is um, a lot of carpet pythons that uh, run around, They're quite native to um, uh, Queensland. And they obviously are uh, eating, you know, uh, rats, etc. And you need to be careful if you've got cats anywhere near them because they'll have a crack at that as well. Um, but um, but apparently the uh, snake was spreading its feces on the vegetables, etc. that this person was eating. And they obviously didn't wash these vegetables anywhere near enough. And yeah, the parasite that lives in the uh, python uh, feces was in there. So anyway, our episode, um, I can't remember what the segment was, but that's what I, I think was a science segment. But um, this person got a brain parasite and that is how they got it. Now, the reason I bring this up is because there is a magnificent podcast called Do Your Fucking Mind. And no. Don't mind my French. That's what it's called. Do your fucking mind. And I can't remember for the life of me the girl's name, but uh, she is a bit of a, a neuroscientist, uh, i.e. all about the brain. But she's also got some really, really good tips on sort of how to run your life a little bit, i.e. on, um, you know, creating goals for yourself and all these sort of things. But she doesn't do it in any sort of pretentious way, and she does it with a lot of swearing. So it could be, it could be uh, quite a few people out there that would probably enjoy that. Um, I know my daughter definitely would. And she's about her age too. She's not even 30, I don't think. So um, but anyway, it's called Do Your Fucking Mind, and she talks about the other five different ways that brain parasites can get into your uh, brain. Now, the other thing about that is they're really rare, extremely rare, and to die from um, a brain par parasite is even more rare. So nothing to be particularly concerned about, but quite fascinating. Now, the other thing I wanted to talk about as well was uh, there was a magnificent show a little while ago called uh, Painkiller. I think it's still on Netflix. And it was all about the opioid epidemic in uh, America, how it sort of started from uh, the Sacklers, and the Sacklers were behind a company called Purdue, P-U-R-D-U-E. 
And they created a tablet that was a really good painkiller, in quotes, I am doing with my fingers, a painkiller. But unfortunately, it had so much uh, opioid in it that it was far too addictive. And many, many people have died from this. And there's been a class action in the States. So I just wanted to let you know, because it's a really, really important verdict that's coming up. We're talking billions of dollars that the Purdue company will need to pay because in America, uh, big pharma, i.e. massive pharmaceutical companies, they just just run the whole um, country, basically. And most of the time, the government just bows down and does whatever price they want to pay. Uh, so they offer that you need to pay. But at the moment, it's been quite good. Biden has, um, the president of America, has... Um, been sort of fighting back with uh, different policies to try to cheapen different uh, medical uh, medical procedures and also medications, etc. So, but anyway, the fate of billions for opioid victims from Sacklers rests with the Supreme Court. So the court will decide whether Purdue's owners can gain permanent immunity from future opioid lawsuits in exchange for payments up to six billion. Now, six billion is a lot of money, right? It is a lot of money. It's, um, I think it's six and nine noughts. I think that's right. 6,000 million. So it is an incredible amount of money. But the amount of people that have died from the opioid uh, epidemic over there because they were being overprescribed by nothing more really than sort of the sales techniques were very, very aggressive and uh, very manipulative and fraudulent, basically, because the information that they were giving to the doctors, etc., was just total bullshit and total, totally taken from a card that this is what you're going to say. And then many of the doctors just didn't question it enough. There were, you know, a, a few, a handful that did, but many didn't. Those doctors have also been investigated. Etc. Etc. So, but the problem here is that, as I say, six billion is a lot. But the problem is that um, if they do have permanent immunity, it means that they'll pay the six billion out, and then forevermore, if there isn't any more in the kitty after six billion, no one else will get any payments. So, it's a really, really interesting court case. I'll definitely have this link um, in the show notes. If you haven't seen Painkiller, it's on Netflix, and you've got Netflix. Have a look at that. There's a new film out too. I can't remember what it's called, but it's very, very similar to Painkiller. I think uh, that there's some few good stars in it, etc. but it basically tells the same sort of story. But Painkiller will definitely open your eyes and um, will sadden you a bit too to think this is how uh, insidious the uh, big pharma actually are. Now, with all of that, the good news is it looks like Wensi's back. So, yes, so I'll definitely have the link in the show notes for that one. Wentz doing everything he possibly can to get back online at the moment. As you can tell, he's in Thailand, which he definitely absolutely is, and he was about to show us around Thailand, about to have a bit of a virtual tour. That would have been quite nice. But, unfortunately, we are having uh, internet um, issues at the moment. So what I will do is I think I will go through our rundown. I will just take a break, and we'll be back in a minute with blurred on politics in New Zealand because there's some interesting things happening there at the moment. When you give blood, you're more than just a blood donor. You're the lifeblood of Australia. Search Give Blood and book your donation with Australian Red Cross Lifeblood today. Give life. Give blood. Hey, this this is Hannah Melville-Ray from the Australia Institute. I'm listening to the new blurt with Wensi and the Kexta, and you should be too. It's on Tuesday night, live from around 8pm. As the sting says, what on politics, let's get ready to rumble! Yeah, absolutely. It is uh, blurred on politics. And what I wanted to talk about was that what's happening in New Zealand uh, government at the moment. Um, you might know that the New Zealand government is um, just been changed. It's uh, Jacinta Ardern used to be the um, 
president's president, prime minister of New Zealand. And now I believe it is, uh, I think it's Chris Luxton or something from the, um, the National Party. And they've already been doing things to make their um, presence felt, unfortunately. And um, lo and behold, they're upsetting the uh, Indigenous of, of uh, New Zealand. Who would have thought? So thousands of protesters have taken to the streets in New Zealand to express position towards Indigenous people. So protesters have gathered in front of Parliament and on motorways on Tuesday after the minor to Paddy uh, Māori Party called for nationwide demonstrations against the newly elected right-leaning government. Now, we'll talk about that in a minute. Wednesday's back. We don't know how long we've got Wednesday for, so we're going to go <laughs> straight to Wednesday. Yeah, hello. Right, buddy, if you can hear us, it's all yours. Uh, oh, not a lot, just me crapping on. It's absolutely fine. I was listening intently on the what's happening in New Zealand. We have a bit of a, yes, we have a tiny bit of a delay, but that's cool. If we can just uh, rock through that and try to get back to those temples where you were proudly displaying them. So this is Wat Pra Sing, which is in the old city of Chiang Mai. So Chiang Mai is surrounded by a moat. Let me do that again on the screen. I'm just doing a little square um, uh, outline with my fingers. Um, so, yeah, Chiang Mai is surrounded by a moat and some old walls, uh, which not much of it is standing, but there's still four gates, north, south, east and west, that still exist, um, that cars took so everything else. How old, is, how old is Chiang Mai? How, how uh, old is Chiang Mai? It's well over four or five hundred years old so it's um yeah pretty old and how old are these temples uh they can be um anywhere from two to three or four hundred years old so or and some of them are a bit more recent um but the some of them been better look looked after like this one this one's quite um you can see all the gold li um lining that they put on around around it um i think they're called Pagodas. So is it is it real gold lining though? I mean, I'm, that's my understanding. I'm assuming it's you know gold paint, maybe real gold paint or something. But it's real. Yeah. Wow. It's it's like wow. a thin sheet of gold that they uh, glue on. That's what it seems like when you get up and close. You can't you're not allowed to touch it, but you you can tell that it feels like it looks like it's something that was um, stuck over. And is it and is it purely for religious purposes? For the and and tourism, of course, but yeah, they, they do obviously do a lot of um, uh, ceremonies. Sometimes it's just an official ceremony because they, it might be an official opening of something in the city, and they might have the monks bless the officials who are opening it and things like that. So they they come to yeah to various yeah. temples around the city. It's it's amazing. Um... I always find it amazing just how much opulence and, and opulence and how much uh, um, money is in anything to do with religion. You know, you can't mm. find enough money to give to the, the homeless or give to the uh, people with disabilities, especially in Asia. And uh, mm. but you can always find money for religious beliefs, etc. In it, yeah, it's yeah, it's just yeah, I find that amazing. Uh, right. But this one here, the Wat Sri Su Sufan or Sufan is one that we've never been to so we're, we've been my partner and i have been to chiang mai maybe five or six times but this is the first time we've oh, been to wow. this one and um and this is all made out of silver pretty much and only recently in 2000 and i think it was 2006 they started up a little um community silver making workshop just next to this temple just to bring back the um bring back the art form uh to to uh local people so the tradition doesn't die uh yeah so oh, wow. a lot of this has been maintained and made by the locals here now um oh very so cool. We, we bought very cool so we bought tickets to go in so this is one of the few temples where you've actually got to pay to come in most temples here are, right. are, are free and you can donate. There's lots of donation boxes everywhere and you just put your donation. Uh, but I, I don't mind. I... Yeah. Yeah, go on. Uh, so 
No, I was just going to say, I don't mind paying for that sort of stuff when I'm overseas because, they, mm. you know, they need it for upkeep a lot of the time. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay. Yeah, exactly. to, you know, I'm okay for that. I don't have a problem with that. Mm. And even the ones that don't charge an entry fee, we always give a, a donation to the, um, in the donation boxes because, yeah. again, like you said, it's for the upkeep and you know that yeah. it's going to go for that. Or the money sometimes goes for the monks to give them their meal meal yeah. for the day and things like that so yeah yeah yeah, so we're, yeah, yeah. we're yeah. more than happy to donate um but this one here is special in that like um the picture shows here it's made out of silver um but what we didn't realize um was it is a misogynist temple so that doesn't we, sound good no it doesn't sound good so um when i paid for the tickets um oh, you nearly threw it back at him <laughs> when 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 i bought the tickets i uh, i was asked um how many women there, there were in in the three tickets that i bought and i said two and so i got two key rings as as a gift and i went oh this is cool and i gave them to right. kim and eli because um they still present yeah. as, as feminine. Um, and everyone was really happy. Went, oh, cool. Right. We've got to go into this temple grounds and you got a gift. And me, the poor man, didn't get nothing or didn't get anything. Went, okay, cool. Yeah. So we approached yeah. this temple, okay. this, the entrance okay. of this door of, of, of this temple. And the sign clearly says, and I didn't add it in this slideshow, I should have, but I might add it for the viewers, uh, for the listener to go to. <laughs> But it clearly says men only. So women are not allowed to go into this temple. So at the all. gift of the key rings at all. So just into this temple. They can go around it and other parts of the ground, but they're not allowed to go in there. Um, so here's a little sneak preview of what's inside. It's like, Again, this, it's all he, silver. So they must have been so wrapped. Oh, goody, I get a key ring and you get to go inside. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it really made me go. Oh, I initially said no, I'm not going to go in then. But uh, yeah, Kim and yeah, Elijah yeah. said no, just go in. What's take photos? I mean, obviously the history is over years and years and years. But what's the rationale behind it? I mean, I know you know, like in indigenous um, customs in um, uh, in Australia, they have secret women's business and and they have mm. that all around the world sort of thing. It's not just here, but with the indigenous sort of thing. Is that mm. like a secret man's business sort of thing? Is that what that's all know. about? And, and no what's idea. the business? It's one of the mysteries that we may not ever know. <laughs> all right. Okay. So yeah. is it okay? So what what's the history behind this place? What why is it so that, I don't know. There's, apart from there's, the fact that there's not much information. There? Yeah, not much information to, to be had. It's just a temple that you can go in if you're a male and if you're not. One of the other great things about Chiang Mai is... And I mean, thriving. talking about that, it, hmm. is, is, Thai, is Thailand um, pretty... Are they, are they sort of progressive in, the, in their way that they think of men and women and uh, gender, diversity, et cetera, et cetera, as they, a rule? They... They are, as a general rule, um, they're a lot more accepting. Um, you do see a lot of um, men dressed up as uh, with makeup and very feminine um, look to them, or maybe they might have dresses on or just dress like a woman uh, would. Um, and not just here in Chiang Mai, but I've seen it in Bangkok and other parts of uh of thailand yeah. so in that respect yeah they, they are quite progressive and um there's quite a bit of lgtpqi community here in in chiang mai as well and i think that's because of the art scene that exists up here so it's a big art culture up here whether it's paintings um jazz uh like the photo i've got here um showing there's a big jazz festival that was on last week. They just finished a couple of days ago over the weekend. Um, so there's a lot of music going on here. So we're trying to go to as much live music as possible here in Chiang Mai while we're here. 
because um, there's a lot of bars with, yeah. with uh, live music, whether it's jazz, rock, um, pop. So there's as you walk around the town at night, yeah, you see, um, yeah, hear a lot of a lot of music being played live, which is great. Absolutely, and and the jazz is just like it's just like Western jazz, isn't it? Yeah, predominantly, predominantly all your classics. It's not like traditional. Um, yeah. No, yeah. no, there's some. Yeah. Of, some I, I read. Of the that, bands. I read a little while ago that jazz over the last, I think, last ten years, a little bit more maybe, has been um, really getting pretty big in Asia. Uh, Western mm. jazz, that really. Yeah. It's a lot of uh, jazz artists are touring, etc. And, and yeah, people like it. So mm, mm. music's music, I suppose. And, but um, yeah, exactly. And I think jazz is popular here in Chiang Mai and Thailand in particular because the former king who passed away a few years ago, king of Thailand, um, I believe he played the sax, a saxophone, um, oh, and oh, played right. jazz sax. And so he's probably uh, made it popular. And he was. Uh, don't quote me on this, but he must have been 70 or 80 when he passed away. So he would have been playing um, the saxophone yeah. for decades. So it's probably encouraged a lot of um, tyres to, to get into that style of music. It would have been cool if back in the day, um, Bill Clinton went to visit the King of Thailand and then they jazzed out one night. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, You've got the yeah, president of cool. America with the King of Thailand. Playing, uh, playing sax, that would be pretty cool. But, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd pay to see yeah, that. that. Be, yeah, so that would have been these, awesome. These guys here. Uh, one of the sax sax players um, is Dale Barlow, who is actually uh, Australian and born in Sydney. He's played with um, uh, Chet Baker, a very famous jazz oh, wow. player yeah, uh, back yeah, in the yeah. day. Um, I'm trying to remember who so else. So Dale Barlow so, is quite old then, yeah. Yeah, so he'd be in his sixties, yeah. Um, yeah, 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 mid to late sixties. Still playing and plays yeah, really, really well. Actually, he, well, I think he played with Jimmy Barnes if, when I read his bio. Um, oh wow! Yeah, that's not yeah, if he's so, a sax player. That's not surprising at all. If, if mm, that's because Barnsy had quite a lot of sax in his eighties stuff. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, so, yeah, Dale, Dale Barlow, um, definitely helps. on Spotify and all the other places. But, yeah, look him up. Nice. He's, he's a great musician, uh, plays the flute as well. Um, yeah, Maybe but, you can put a link in the show notes of a Spotify playlist or something yeah. that's public. Yeah, no, sounds good. I'm going to get onto food now because this is why we come here. Good. My favourite thing. Yes. Um, so we're heading off to a market um, uh last week and uh the grab driver who grab is similar to uber and the grab driver oh, as who okay. took us to this market said oh this restaurant on this side here and it pointed to it and we could see it was busy and it was around just before lunchtime he said oh this place is good good with locals and tourists oh okay nice. cool and, and so we went to the market which was about a kilometer away and it was closed because it doesn't open on a Friday. So we, we went, all right, what do we do for lunch? We were remembered this this restaurant. Um, so we walked yeah. the kilometre. So what's happened in um, New Zealand is that the National Party-led coalition has decided that um, everyone needs to be equal and no priority um you know for this in this case the the maldives um and there's been uh, protesters they're concerned they're going to water down the treaty of waitangi that's that's their concern so at the moment they're saying that uh, the national party has pledged to review the positive discrimination policies which basically means that um if they think it is negative towards the um pakiha which is the white of new zealand that is a positive discrimination uh, policy. Um, and what they're going to do is change the name to some of the departments from Māori language to English, which is pretty controversial, and strip the legislation of references to the principles of the Treaty of Waitangi. So it's pretty bad. Now, 
you don't have to bear with me. If you're there, Wincy, um, see if you can get your slides back up. Have a chat. I need to get some water. And I also need to do something before one of our blinds in our house breaks. So I'll be back. Oh, okay. That doesn't sound good. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. So um, as I was saying, um, we caught our, our taxi um, to this market and we decided to have lunch somewhere else because the market was closed. Um, so we walked the kilometre back to... to um, this restaurant and as I've been showing in the photos here on the left hand side there's a big earthenware um, kiln or, or oven you can see charcoal at the very bottom and then they hang the pork um, belly uh, uh, strips along this edge of the of the pot where it gets cooked beautifully and absorbs all those flavors and everything else and so uh, we had no idea what this restaurant was about, but that's what we discovered as we walked up to the to the counter. And um, yeah, so you could feel the heat coming out of these pots with the pork belly there. And then the picture on the right is is the pork belly on the right hand side and the chicken that I believe is also cooked in those uh, pots with um, um, with the earthenware um, and the coal at the bottom. So. We, only, we initially ordered two plates, ended up buying three because one of our kids, Luke, the youngest, just gobbled up one 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 plate all for himself. So, yeah, we had to order some more. And one of those whole plates of chicken, he ate all of that. Uh, the, the pork. He ate the pork. He loves pork belly. Oh, wow. Yeah, so so. Do, do, we have, do we have a picture of the pork belly on a plate? Yes, no? Uh, yeah, the one that on is, the right-hand side of oh, that photo. Oh. Okay, and, and the other one's chicken, yeah? Or is that duck? Yeah, so chicken on the left right, plate okay. and pork on the right plate. And then the left photo is how it gets cooked. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And you're saying that the pork belly on the right, Luke ate the whole plate? He ate pretty much a whole plate by himself. So Jesus, we ended up having some plate. Uh, probably about six or eight inches long. Full, oh, three or four oh, wide. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I couldn't think so that was Mind you, he's 16, though, so fair enough. Yeah, oh, exactly. And then you add sticky rice to it, and yeah, just fills you up. Yeah, but nice yeah. meal. Nice. The other, the other oh, what, cuisine. What's the sauce? Oh, uh, it's it's some sort of spicy tamarind. I'm guessing. Sauce. Oh, okay. Um, All right. Okay. Mixed with, I don't know how they do it, uh, but yeah, nice. it's just really delicious. And my last slideshow, yeah. which is yeah. good food um, photo is a traditional northern dish called cow soy they have various meats inside um, or similar to a laksa. very similar to a laksa um, it's a curry thick type soup with fried noodles on top you, traditionally or usually you find with pork or pork meatballs sometimes chicken and not as often i don't think i've seen as much beef but generally it's it's a pork dish yeah and it's quite oh, rich right. in flavor. I thought they were fish balls, they're not fish balls right. no they're not fish balls pork pork meatballs those ones Thai seems very very heavy on the meat I'm not seeing a lot of veggies they can they be um, they do have good Thai salads they do they have papaya salad uh, mango salads uh, they have oh yes um, love, that. love that yeah yeah and it's often you get the morning glory greens which is like a like a spinach type vegetable spinach, that they cook. Yeah. yeah, 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 and they cook it with I don't know garlic and yeah. chilies and nice. other flavors. So you, you do get get nice. that a lot, but we're we're tasting cow soy a lot because that's the dish from up here. So okay, it's the sort of the national dish. Uh, the the northern Thai dish. It's quite quite local that one. And what would that set you back? That dish that I just showed you there was. Um, that was the special size, so that large size. That was sixty baht, which translates to about three dollars. All of it? Yep, all of it. What? So and it, all everything we just saw, like on the right hand side, that cost no, three dollars. No, the cow soy, the soup, was three dollars. Oh, sorry. The Jesus. the pork. You can, you, you can the, easily eat out every day without a problem, can't you? Oh, for sure. And the pork dish for the four of us, I 
think from memory came out to about 450 baht, which divided by 20, what's that, $22 for four of us, so about five bucks each. Well, that was awesome. Thank you for taking us around uh, uh, Thailand. That was awesome. So when you um, when we do a Christmas show next week, will you still be in Chiang Mai? No, I'll be further north. I'll be in Chiang Rai. We're heading out tomorrow Chiang to Rai. another city. Okay, you go. So you're going up the alphabet as such. That's what's happening there. Pretty much, yes. Right. Getting closer okay. to Burma Excellent. and Laos. Oh, well, that'd be cool. Oh, wow. So it could be even hotter then because you're getting closer to the equator, aren't you? Uh, no further away. Equator's down south. Oh. Oh, okay. So where does the equator hit? Uh, Singapore. Singapore's right on the equator from memory or pretty close to it. Oh, right. And Thailand sits above it all and you go up to China. Wensi, it might be better if you do not do video and just do sound at the moment because I don't know what's happening, but anyone watching this, they may get... Yeah. So, yeah, that's cool. Oh, no, no. Oh, gee whiz. (laughs) I didn't want to lose him completely. But anyway, he'll be back with this in a minute. We've got uh, Tepati co-leader Rawiri Waititi. Uh, told protesters of Wellington, we need to make our voices heard, let our voices fly and be proud to be who we are today. New Zealand police said two people involved in demonstrations have been arrested and there have been disruptions to traffic in a number of cities. It's going to be really, really interesting what this new government is like in New Zealand. And they've stopped putting a ban on smoking. That's a terrible thing to do. Anyway, mm. people's health in the future, just thinking about cash as usual. And just talking about the indigenous in that way and watering down the what, Treaty of Waitangi that they fought for so hard uh, back in, the, I think it was 17, 1800s. And um, it was and has been revisited so many times. So to water it down any more than it is at the moment, it's just really detrimental um, to that country's sort of indigenous reconciliation, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, we'll have to watch this space and see where that goes because that looks a bit sad to me. But um, but something isn't sad is uh, a few jokes. So I think we uh, should do Joke of the Week. Hopefully, Wincy's back with us. Wincy, are you yes, there? I, I am here listening attentively. Excellent. Intently. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Well, if you've got your jokes there, you can tell them. That should be okay. Okay. All right. So you don't have to show them. You can just tell them. Before you do, before you do. My brother-in-law is addicted to the hokey pokey. I'm hoping. Now it's time for... week! Yes, so it's been a trying and telling um, experience, but that's what you get when uh, someone's traveling the world. What do dentists call their x-rays? I I don't know. Toothpicks. Oh, very nice. That's a good one. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, Very good. I got fired from my job at the bank today. I know. An old lady asked me to check her balance, so I, so I pushed, I pushed her over. <laughs> oh, I'd love to see that happen in real life. That's <laughs> terrible. Uh, that is so bad. Okay. That is so bad. Um, anyway, go for it. Do you want to hear a construction joke? Uh, go on. Sorry, I'm still working on it. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Uh... My wife, my wife just completed a forty-week bodybuilding program this morning. Oh wow! It's a girl, and it weighs seven pounds twelve ounces. Uh, Why do ducks have feathers? That was rubbish. That was terrible. Why do ducks have feathers? Why do ducks have feathers? Ah, it's a great question. Um. I do not know. I don't know. To cover their butt quacks. Why do they think? Ah, <laughs> that's ridiculous. That is just, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. Why are there so many different kinds of pasta? So the question is, uh, why is there so many different kinds of pasta? The answer is, if I had a penny for every time I asked myself this question. Um, penne pasta 
you know. All right, I'm back. I think. Oh, cool! Excellent, excellent. I missed the well, it's just you're just in time for yours. You're just, yes, you did, but that's all right. It's just in time for yours. I have one more, and then we'll wind up. Why should you never trust trust stairs? I honestly don't know. They're always up to something. Why? Ah, very good, very good. I could have almost worked that out, to be honest. Um, I got to tell you, these these jokes, the ones you're telling and the ones I'm telling, they're very much a, ah, yeah, rather than some of the ones, you know, we've had in the past where we've really sort of side-splitting jokes, you know. But uh, yeah, these are a bit a bit bit like that. So I'll, I'll see if we can get something. Have a good. Um... Um, <laughs> okay. So what we might do because we've had such fun with the internet, Thailand tonight. It's just been an amazing experience. But uh, it has been fantastic uh, having you there, Wensi, and uh, getting a little bit of a sniff of what's happening over there. And um, I look forward to seeing you next week for our last show of the uh, year. And um, unfortunately, it's so quick. Uh, um, oh, it has, my friend. It hasn't did. One thing I was going to say, was this our 148th or 149th episode today? 149, would you believe it? So next week, our Christmas show is our 150th. Correct. Which is uh, uh, pretty phenomenal. There's only about, uh, as I said before, it's only about 10% lot of um, potties. We're in in good company. Yeah, good good territory. And and we normally on our 50th or our 25th, as we did last time, We'd have Dan Illick, but I know yeah. he's out and about in the country. And if he's out and about in the country and you're out and about in the country in Thailand, I can just imagine how good the internet's going to be for the whole show. So um, I'm thinking that's not a good uh, suggestion. No. So I think we will no, be doing a 150th by ourselves. And uh, we'll pick up Dan next year sometime. So, yeah. But uh, good night, people. And. Uh, Good night to you, Wendy, or good afternoon, I should say. Enjoy the rest of your day. When do you stop working officially? Uh, end of this week, officially, and then I can truly relax. End of this. Yes, truly and absolutely. So, all right, it's has, it's been an absolute right. pleasure. Really, really enjoyed it. We'll uh, see you next week for the last show. Just um, yeah, find some stuff about Christmas over there, and we'll have a good. Good yarn about it. All right. See you, everyone. Bye. See you, buddy. The new blurb is brought to you by Wensi and Kickstar, usually on a Tuesday evening. You can catch us on all the socials, as they say, the Blurt YouTube channel. We have a Twitter Blurt handle, and there is a Blurt Star Facebook page as well. So, if you're interested in getting getting in touch, it's blurtstar at gmail.com, and we will get back to you as soon as we can if you've got any questions. Until next week, there'll be another feed coming at you. Has been a Get Off The Glass Productions, brought to you by Wincy and Kickstarter.